The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Six Talk Podcast Network. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. This is the Anime Roundtable Canada, presented by Anime North. On this Sunday evening, October 30th, 2022, you can contact us online on the web, animeroundtable.com. You can contact us on Twitter and Instagram, at animeroundtable. And you can contact us on email, animeroundtable at gmail.com. Day before Halloween. We were here about a year ago, weren't we, Kevin? Remember that night when we did that space heater chat? Yes, I do. Yes, I I remember it well. And I remember what happened before it very, very well. (laughs) That I don't recall quite as well. Well, I'm the one who lived it. This is why it's worth coming to the uh, live tapings. Uh, You can hear the stories that... uh, we share when the microphones are off. So literally or figuratively, this episode was pretty much thrown together. I was actually divided as to whether or not to make this episode a space heater or a regular episode, but maybe there's some things that were more important to talk about and, you know, we couldn't ignore it as just a space heater or relegate it that way. And besides the ongoing theme of this show is always to start a conversation or continue a conversation because not all of us can participate it and be around the table every single time. So we start a conversation with some people at the table, and then allow others to come back to the table and give their take on the conversation to continue it. To that end, we're doing this conversation tonight online. Mike Nicholas overlooking six points in the Toronto West End, 10 minutes south of the Anime North compound, that's what I like to say. And just a little further west of here, Kevin Ng, Mohamed Shamarki, they're around the table. Amy Gregg, James Austin, they're off to do wonderful things uh, this Sunday evening or um, have done nice things this Sunday evening. I know that, um, well, Amy, had I know, had a meeting of some sort and James had a family function in his honor. Okay. So as we're taping this, we are starting to tape this just a little bit after 10.30 p.m. on Sunday evening. And I joked about this during the Space Heater chat with uh, James last week. The next week is probably going to be championship week in 
in e- in the esports game. As we're talking, three major esports will be either culminating with their finals or have key moments in their playoffs going on. And to that end, this morning, the Dota 2 Championships, the international ended. That was uh, around, well, as I said, this morning. Earlier this evening, the the final of the League of Legends World Championships was decided. The second semifinal took place in Atlanta. There's There's a Toronto angle to that story, by the way which I'll go over in a few minutes if people are interested. And then ongoing right now, as we're watching, I'm watching this in the corner of my eye, the first round of the Overwatch League playoffs are about to finish up with the fourth uh, fourth upper bracket qualification game currently going on. And it's the hometown Toronto Defiant playing right now. They're the 11th seed in that, and they're down one map to none right as we're speaking to the Houston Outlaws. And then that's going to continue all week with its grand final on Friday. So imagine that. Sunday, Dota 2 TI Championship. Friday, the Overwatch League grand final. And then Saturday, the League of Legends World Championship final. Championship week uh, for esports. Um. Okay, uh, you, do you want me to tell you the Toronto angle to the to the League of Legends playoffs just quickly? What's that about it? So what is it? Well, the most of the playoffs took place in four venues. Um, I think the first, the early rounds took place in Mexico City. The quarters, or the second and third rounds, or the quarters, they took place in New York at uh, at at the theater connected to Madison Square Garden, I believe it was. The semifinals took place at, in Atlanta at at State Farm Arena, where the Atlanta Hawks played. That those semifinals were actually originally slated to take place in Toronto, but because of because of all the COVID restrictions that had been ongoing until recently, or had been going until recently, more specifically, Riot Games opted to move the semis to Atlanta, and. Uh, Toronto is no is no stranger to seeing high stakes League of Legends games. Obviously, they hosted uh, they hosted the third major, the Summer Showdown, in the Overwatch League back in September. But I think in 2016 they did the Summer Summer Invitational, the mid season the mid season um, tournament for League of Legends as well. So Toronto's no uh, stranger to some high level esports. Uh, at least in the in its more distant past. So, as I said, that's uh, just the angle for um, an angle worth mentioning. And you know, maybe that's as much as I'll say on esports because it's not all. That's you know, it's not always what we should be talking about. But let's talk about Halloween weekend, and let's uh, fulfill our duties just for a couple minutes as the official podcast of Anime North. Anime North held their first Halloween event at the JCCC in a couple of years. They didn't have one in 2020. I don't think they had one in 2021. I don't believe sure. so either. So they held one uh, this past Friday. It was for free, but reservations were 
were required on a first come first serve basis. And that went pretty quickly. Yes. There was a wait list. Yes. And you were fortunate, Kevin, you were able to get in. Yes. So this was my first time going because the JCCC is pretty far from where I live, especially when you're going there during rush hour on the 401. Well, it's also, and sorry to interrupt you, Kevin. If you're familiar with driving the roads in the Toronto area, the last last mile or last couple miles probably would, could require you to also drive the 404, which is the the north south thoroughfare, or yeah, north south thoroughfare on the east end of the city. Yes. So for my friend and I, we did 403. Uh, briefly 401 and then we actually went up 427 and then cut across to 409 because it's actually a few minutes quicker going that way than being stuck on that stretch of the 401 that's how bad it gets during rush hour and then going back to the 401 and then going south on the Don Valley Parkway well lucky you The, the usual other routes would be QEW, which turns into the Gardener, and then go up Don Valley, but it was basically the same time, give or take maybe a few minutes. Hmm. But then, so sometimes with the uh, Gardener, there are a couple of things you can do to creatively navigate through a little quicker uh, if you know your surroundings. So, for example, when you cut through Lakeshore Road, usually I bail off onto Lakeshore Road after I pass Park Lawn. Mm. And sometimes it is quicker to stay on the Gardener. Sometimes it's quicker to go through Lakeshore. You kind of have to know, like, based on the time of day. So it does require just experience of traveling through that stretch. And sometimes I actually cut through those green pea parking lots along Lakeshore. And that actually does speed up time because I can bypass a couple of red lights that way. Well, And then usually you go back onto the gardener near the medieval times. But okay. So basically, yeah, the medieval times we were talking the CNE grounds basically by that. Yes. But basically we were fortunate because this year, uh, Anime North decided to test the flea market out for the first time. So people who signed up to have a spot at the flea market were guaranteed entry. This is interesting. Well, it wasn't. Well, this is the first time you saw the Halloween party, right? The Halloween. What is it called? Halloween event at. at the. JCCC, I don't think it has right? a formal title. It's just okay. the Halloween event, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's what, that was the branding. That was the that was that was the word I was looking for, actually. Mm-hmm. They, well, they labeled it such, right? I think it had been called a few other things in the past. I think I, I could be mistaken. And mm-hmm. but the impression I got is that this event this event felt a little different from past events. I mean, forget the COVID thing. Like it, it felt like like 
it, it felt more like a, the impression I got is that it was a little bit more of a dance or rave or whatever, not so much a mini convention, because that's the impression I got. I, I, if I'm wrong, let me know. I can't speak for okay. past events, but I felt like it was more of a quasi-con, I should say. It's not really a con, but yeah, it's definitely an event. There was no rave to speak of. The, uh, I would party. say, let's yeah. see, I'm trying to think of how much space they used. So most of the first floor was used, except for the kendo area because kendo classes were still going on during this event yeah i I know what that where they hold those there's a specific area for that so the kobayashi hall was used for artist alley so that whole gymnasium was uh, filled with artists and creators selling their wares nice little touch Mm -hmm. and and for reference uh, to to regulars, if not, if I'm not mistaken, Kobayashi Hall is also where the Japanese film festival takes place. The Toronto Japanese Film Festival would happen, right? That's right. I think it's the same. Yeah, it's the same place because I know that it's equipped. It has movie equi- uh, movie projection equipment in there. Yes. Sorry, continue. The front foyer beside the Kobayashi Hall was used for, I guess. Well, the one thing I saw was that there was this little idol event thing where people can just go up on stage and perform. I don't know if people had to sign up for that or not. Maybe they did. I don't know. But I caught glimpses of that when I did look around the basement or not the first floor a couple times. It was a cool little environment. You know, people were chilling. People were just having a good time. Off to the side was a tabletop gaming area, and there was one vendor that was running that and also selling some other board games and Warhammer-related stuff as well. And then upstairs was the flea market and the video gaming room where people can just go and play some video games. So you were you were doing the flea market, just, yeah. Just to clarify, yeah, yeah. So my friend and I decided to share a table together because we both thought we didn't have enough things to bring to the event that would warrant a full table. The Still. table fee was twenty bucks, so it was pretty good. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's not too bad. Uh, this is the uh, this is the Nomenoichi uh, veteran uh, speaking out here, and there were about twenty tables, I should say. Uh, apparently, there was a waitlist that formed pretty quickly once the announcement for that came out. That wasn't announced until I want to say even the week before. I think it was two weeks before, but I want to say it may have been even a week before the event. I'm going to double check that quickly, but there was a waiting list for that. Although there were two or three no shows and 
we were there for maybe five hours, give or take. Okay, so basically the afternoon, maybe early evening. Mm-hmm. And it was a nice, quiet little event. People came and came and went. Uh, I sold, you know, I sold a okay amount of stuff. Uh, I did make my table money back pretty quickly. I wouldn't say I sold like a whole lot of things, but I got rid of some things that I really didn't want anymore. So that was great. Speaking like a true Nomonoichi, a veteran. Like some of that stuff I was surprised sold, to be honest. Okay. So uh, maybe, so did it like, was it bottom line above or below your expectation? Or about, I think I did better than expected because I was just hoping to get my table money back, really. That was my baseline expectation. If I can get my 20 bucks back or my 10 bucks are back, then I'm happy. Because I saw it more as a, you know, I'll, I'm there to socialize with some people I know for a few hours and hey, maybe I'll make some money out of it. And that's what happened. That's good news, then. It's just I, my friend it, just barely broke even. <laughs> well, can't win them all, I guess. It's just, as I said, you 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 understood this from the from the Nomonoichi point of view as a vendor. Well, a vendor might be overstating it. You tell me, but but you certainly, but you were certainly weren't just you know there, just uh, there to enjoy the evening. You were doing something there, right? Yeah. Like I just made the opportunity to wander around for about half an hour, and I thought I got what I wanted out of it based on that. I made actually mm-hmm. I could have played some video games. I actually didn't make time for that, but it would have been nice. Yeah, because I don't think it would smell nearly as bad as if the event was at Anime North or the CNE. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> uh. Uh, my my f- uh, table mates were uh, doing pretty decently, I thought. Um, there was the guy on my right sold this huge Charmander plushie for I think well, seventy five or eighty bucks. Uh, I was a little tempted, but I can't justify that kind of space being taken up in my place. Well, it's it's not the hardest sell when it's a Pokemon item too. Yeah. Right? Granted, it is big, right? So it would have been a, a little tricky if the buyer didn't have a vehicle. But there was a good amount of variety overall. Uh, my other table mates were selling a mix of fashion and kimono and obi. Uh, they did pretty decently, I think. I think they did a lot better than they expected, too. Uh, it was funny because... There was a port. There was a period of time where my uh, one of the table mates, who is also one of the ones running the flea market this year, she had to she disappeared for about an hour. Uh, I'm assuming she had stuff to do related to volunteering. That's that's what I assume. And there were maybe three or four different transactions where people were like, "Hey, I want to buy this," and we had to message her, going like, "Yo, this girl wants this thing. Like, what's your e transfer?" Because some people didn't have cash. Or some people only wanted to pay by e-transfer. So then it was just a, a mix of like coordinating back and forth. Like, hey, like, 
what's like here's your email address or like hey like are you coming up soon like it was kind of funny in hindsight though it's a weird way it, it's kind of weird i mean we're we're coming across this thing where the use of e-transfers is a regular thing now even for almost everyday things there were a few people that even did have square set up too oh yeah that too i mean i've seen i've seen my share of those too cuz i know there were one or two people there who either formerly had businesses and were liquidating stuff or they just have their own online following and sell their stuff on the side like this is a thing these days isn't it like the, these type of these type of hustles right these type of little businesses it's always been a thing it's just that you hear about it more often now because of social media because yeah, was about, yeah i mean that's how things are getting more expensive so people need are need to find ways to you know make some extra money to pay the bills or maybe to go on vacation or maybe to justify a purchase they otherwise couldn't and also i don't think donald and the other organizers uh expected yes Uh, i don't i think they underestimated just how much stuff people have so if you Hmm. run this kind of event people will come like people will (laughs) sign up to try and get rid of their stuff well the usual people who did the who do the nomonoichi in at anime north they're not around i think if memory serves me correct so there's a few of the people, but not the main, not the absolute main guys, because they're not around in all the time. I would say most of them didn't I mean, come. This yes. was pretty short notice, mind you. I didn't now, even know this happened. But this I did recognize a couple people. Actually, well, one person I recognize because... Uh, at the end of Nomi, there they had a manga set I was debating on buying, but kind of just decided not to get. Mm-hmm. And I kind of regretted it. But then they were there, <laughs> and that set was still there, so I rectified that regret. <laughs> so that was oh, just well. a nice stroke of fortune in that sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Okay. But it sounded like well, I mean I've seen a couple pictures on 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 the Facebook pages from from the event. And I mean I mean this is probably the the per, the person who's kind of grown out of these uh type type of things speaking. Just you know, it, it may not have appealed to, to somebody like me anymore. It's just not my thing to do these things anymore. Right? But this is just maybe another sign of of how things are going in the latter stage post COVID post COVID time, and I guess people just wanting a chance to gather again, and, and maybe it's a chance to say we're getting a little closer back to normal, or whatever that is. Having though, spoken uh, to a few strangers uh, during my time there. That's the general sentiment I got that, you know, it's nice to see people again in a setting like this. 
it was nice to just get out that kind of yeah. thing yeah it, I, I i i was never going to be able to go anyway obviously because of work but mm-hmm. like yeah, a, that was why i didn't like, bring it up to you because i didn't think you'd be oh, able I, to like, I, I, i'd long known about it oh you mean the uh, nomonoichi part yeah yeah okay admittedly i was i, I would have been so curious to be aware of it but uh no, no biggie there. But uh, but nice that it happened. Too bad we didn't mention it on this podcast before. But then again, I think the people who would have gone to wanted to know about it knew about it. And it was short notice. Well, it, it was to me. It wasn't a surprise that it happened ultimately, and I and I could kind of see it coming down Dixon that this was ultimately going to happen, right? I mean, if Anime North happened under the circumstances that it did. Well, and I mean, I, I mean, it's just, there was just no reason I couldn't uh, for this not to happen. If they, if they were able to, if the calendar, if the JCCC's own calendar said that it could. And, you know, there's a longer discussion about the, how the JCCC is now when it comes to the rest of the wider anime and Japanese community in Toronto. But, you know, maybe we'll put that one aside. But it's a, it's it's just an interesting thing to talk about in the future. So, yeah. So they announced it on the twentieth. Yes. So oh, you mean the was, thing? Yes. So that That's was literally a week's notice. Yeah. Okay. A week and a day, I and guess. Technically. Do we know what the Do we know what the capacity was? I mean, it was limit. It was first come, first serve for for the uh, for the tickets or the reservations. Do we know what the number was? I don't know the capacity limit for the event. No. Okay. I just I only know that the flea market had about twenty to twenty-one tables. That was all I knew, and mm-hmm. that there I are other think, displays too. And then it filled up that same day, is what okay uh, my friend told me who organized it. That's good then. Okay, so there's that, and and jog my memory is is Anime North. Uh, aside from the big convention and this, what other events can we expect to see Anime North put on in, uh, throughout the year? I mean, or maybe that's uh, not. Maybe that we should be. We're asking the wrong people here. <laughs> I honestly don't know what they do. Uh, what other now stuff until might do? the event itself. Until- until May, basically. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that goes with that, too. So, a- anyway. But it's, I guess it's a, another sign of you know, some, some form of normality again that this happened. Yeah. Like, I was a little worried about crowding, but it really wasn't that bad at all. That's good, then. And, you know, I. I, I don't know. I sold maybe like 130 bucks worth of stuff, give or take. I think it was one. I, th- I think it was like 135 actually. So you know, I was happy. Yeah. No, I mean, it, for something so last second with a limited capacity, you knew that there weren't going to be uh, as many potential people around. Yeah. Hmm, why not? Right. And I actually think there was a good variety of stuff overall. So. Mm-hmm. There were two or three or four different people that had figures. There was 
uh, my friends who sold fashion-related items. Uh, the guy on my right also sold mystery boxes on top of that Charmander plush because we all know we all know uh, not to buy mystery boxes. <laughs> yeah, right, guys. <laughs> and then you know, and other people just had random stuff like I did. So yeah, I thought mm-hmm. there was a good variety. It's just as I I I, I I'm hear your story and then i remember when i did the nerd market way back in i think it was 20 I'm trying to remember the year now the 2019 2019 it might have been 2019 or it might have been 2018 actually i did the very first one but i didn't do subsequent ones yeah well there's only been two and i did the second and it was a nice experience but frankly i didn't do well and i think it's because uh, well, uh, the well, you made your table markets. money back, right? Yes, I did my, my, make my table money back. So that's why okay. I'm not disappointed in that. Sense. It's just, I, I know you did way better than I did at that. And I think it's because... Not by people, that much. Well, I think you did anyway. If, if my, my memory is still blurry because we're talking four years ago, actually. Well, I think the only reason I did like relatively well in the end was because... Someone actually bought my Honey and Clover DVDs because this was when oh. it was still under Viz and was out of print and was going for pretty decent money, and I never mm-hmm. opened them. So that one purchase saved me for the most part because, other than that, like I did sell some things, but they were like low value items, which is fine. But I actually don't think I was making my table money back yet by that point. Okay. Well, I just thought of, uh, you know, you're you're going to have have foot traffic that was more in tune to the products you were selling, more yeah. so than I was for me. Yeah, that's the thing. So, captive audience, right? Captive audience. Okay. So we're about half an hour in. Oh, you know what? Uh, just a quick thing on the note of stuff sold at the Nomanoichi. We didn't put it on the docket, but the discotheque panel also happened online. Oh yeah, on Monday. Let's mention that in our in our um, pre-show meeting. There isn't much to mention from it right now. I haven't. I, I mean, I did watch it, and I and I do have some recollection of some of the titles mentioned. But- all, all that mattered was Gao Guy Gar is back. Well, mm-hmm. that's all that mattered to me, really. But seeing Sonic X getting a Japanese release at long last is cool, too. Okay. Well, oh, on that note, maybe uh, Digimon. Uh, since the Digimon... Oh, yeah, um, shoot. <laughs> was, no, that, that was also a very big deal, too. Japanese language Digimon is a big deal. Okay. Although, I feel like it was in the cards... Well, no, I th- there was a certain, I, I thought it was already a license, but it didn't sound, but with the way they made it sound like, it, it sounded like it's a, it was a bit of a revelation or at least news to have See, brought, to have mentioned it. I thought it did get announced at the same time as the dub only release, but I'm probably mistaken mm-hmm. and that, I'm that, too that, lazy to something. check right now. Okay. Okay. Also, so the uh, Ultimate Muscle dub release oh. is cool because it also opens up the possibility of 
the Japanese version coming out eventually too. But that is, I feel, par for the course because uh, that is usually done as a litmus test to see if they can do mm-hmm. it. So generally speaking, if the TV release, like the English dub-only release, does well, usually the Japanese... Uh, audio follows suit like with metabot is- like with monster rancher like with fighting food ons i believe that did get its japanese release it, there's a certain inevitability about that right and, and 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 they kind of mentioned it in not so many words said something to that effect like ronin warriors etc mm-hmm. okay and i guess the only one title that might be worth mentioning from my end, because we've mentioned it so many times on this podcast, Saint Tail. Oh yeah, I did think of you when that got announced. Yeah, because of uh, how many times I've joked around about having sold that at the at the Nomonoichi back in 2017. Oh, Discotech, just just give me Zatch Bell, and my life will be complete. I say that about a bunch of titles that I hope Discotech would uh, pick up, but it's okay. Well, did they All right. license Satchel already? I'm going to check while you continue. Okay, well, let's get to some of the main story and then actually get uh, Mohammed into the conversation. You're awake, right, Mohammed? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm just listening <laughs> so carefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is something more that I know Mo, Mo can um, maybe speak to, being the movie connoisseur and somebody who really does like to keep up with the streaming services. And you know Anybody who listens to this podcast, which we can probably count on at least two hands, knows we like to talk about the streaming services. And Netflix ate news. Quick aside, that's still not licensed yet. Okay, there you go. Netflix made news uh, this week, or at least there was talk. Okay, I first uh, heard about this through a comic uh, comicbook.com and it was basically an article that was entitled Netflix is reportedly changing its anime strategy's main focus. Upshot of the article is basically well cutting back that in terms in terms of um in terms of the stuff the anime stuff they want to release in the future it'll be less Series and more features. Less commitment, less resources, not so much not so much content, so maybe cheaper to ultimately bring out. So not as much risk involved. I guess that's the thinking. And we know that uh, you know Netflix, uh, this hasn't been an easy year for Netflix with their with all their bad PR and then their dwindling subscription base. I mean, it's, it's been a kind of a roller coaster for them. The lows with the low, and then kind of picking back up a little bit. But you know, they're they're, they're trying new things out with the ad tier and so forth. But uh, I don't know, man. It's it's like I it's it's, it's like twenty dollars a month. Just this doesn't seem like worth it. <laughs> for well, that's crave. That's crave too. You know. Well, that's crave on the if you want to put it on a TV. No, but see, Crave has HBO, which kind of makes it worth it with Game of Thrones and so forth, right? I mean, with Netflix, I mean, yeah. <laughs> with ne- well, that, that, that Netflix want, has its aspirations, right? And they have um, 
shows that are of note. It's just that they're not, uh, they're not on regular television. And I, I think we use, I think that's still, see, that's kind of a rite of passage or used to be a rite of passage for anything, right? You're considered a big property if you end up on a big network back then. And I, I, and that's open to some debate now, at least Netflix made it a debate. I mean, true, true. I mean, streaming streamers services are now winning a lot of awards and so forth and prestige and whatnot. But even then, man, it's just, just slightly too much. I feel like that the price point would be mitigated if they introduced uh, annual pay the way Disney does and the way Amazon does. I feel like a lot of people would just pay that, you know, annual fee and then just have it for the year but nope also like yeah wouldn't they get more people if like i don't know they lower the prices <laughs> i mean come on yeah there's that there's that okay do, do you price yourself out of the market there's that debate but then again well why would they bring them back know, down if they've just only increased them over the past few years not being well, sarcastic. Been, no, no, but the, like obviously, the revenues they've been able to pull have been have been good enough to be able to maintain these maintain their prices. And now that they're they're going down at these price points, they have to they're trying to be more creative. Pat, uh, short of lowering their lowering their monthlies, and they don't have friends in the office anymore, right? No, the no friends. Uh, friends Depend, uh, depends on the region. Depends on the region. Yeah. Uh, no friends. Did, friends did get HBO'd pretty much because that's a that's a that's a Warner property at the very least. Is so that ended there? Good question. I don't think See, so either. I bring these up because people will subscribe to Netflix for those shows alone. Yeah. Well, Friends ended up is uh, moved to HBO Max, and in turn, it's with Crave here in Canada. Yes. Uh, off the time, if n- now I'm now, you, you have me wanting to look it up at least to see what to confirm its status on Netflix in Canada. But I would per- I would make the presumption that it's on, at least on Peacock in the states, maybe exclusively on Peacock in the states. I know, right. uh, I know the office is. I'm not quite sure what friends. I think friends is HBO exclusive. But even though it's just like, yeah. But as I said, and the, as I said, that's that puts it on. That puts it on Crave here in Canada, and and they promoted. That was highly promoted when when it made that move here in Canada. So I mean, Crave did everything they could to promote the hell out of that fact. And, and then there's of course Disney Plus. We talked about Disney Plus. Mentioned, I watched. I finally watched those episodes of Bleach. There's something else altogether, and you can watch The Simpsons there, including the, including maybe the uh, latest House of Horrors episode. We'll talk a bit more about that a little bit later. So, coming back to the whole Netflix and anime thing, it sounds like there's been a bit of a pullback, even though there's been people have been asking why are they want to, why do they want to do this? Why do they want to pull back? And isn't anime still a growing segment? Now this it seems to come down to maybe the culture of our fandom, right? A bit of reliable. Uh, I think the word that was used in the article was reliability. I mean, it, it right? makes sense. I mean, you see a lot of stuff being pulled from Netflix and moving over to other services like Disney Plus and so forth, right? I mean, they understand the the importance of the week to week release model. Uh, I know 
Ah, uh, yes, line. that's the culture. That's the clashes of culture we started. I, I'm hinting at too. Exactly, exactly. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I'm just gonna say. No. I mean, it's it's the week to week is is what's getting a lot of people. I, I know me personally, it's just it, it, it. There's much more joy in watching something week to week than than binging it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy a good binge every once in a while, but I mean that week to week anticipation, you know, can't be beat. I guess that's the interesting part because we've talked about the upside to the binge to the binge mentality that Netflix has basically mainstreamed, if not given birth to. It's just weird for me because that was the way I discovered. I kind of discovered anime when uh, back twenty some odd years ago, or maybe even more. But we can consume it now. On, like we're seeing a day and date weekly type releases for a lot of the more recent series, binge series. We can still watch. We can still binge. Yeah, I've heard but some of the newer anime are like this now that. They actually are doing it week to week for some of them. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, Netflix was never a never wanted to do that. That I mean, they they release by and large release their own originals in in a complete lump, right? I mean, for the most like, part, the the only times that they, they 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 detour from that is when they're like in partnerships with other studios, like when they're releasing like. Riverdale or something, right? They would release that week. Yeah, Riverdale was a weekly thing. Certain other stuff, certain other, like some Korean dramas too. Exactly. So, it's, as I said, it seems to be just a culture, like a fan culture clash. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that if you have older shows then yes just slap those on but if they're newer shows stagger it somewhat don't just dump it all at once you build no hype mm-hmm. that way not every show well, is going to be squ- uh, squid game not every show is yeah do you think go, looking back on it do you think that was part of what uh and not, i'm not going to say i'm not trying to defend it still but could that been some of the issues with the live action Cowboy Bebop? I I think that if they had released that week to week, we would be seeing season two right now. You have opinion, Kevin? I I I am not. I'm a little bit leaning towards food for thought, so I'm not going to disagree with uh, Mohammed's assessment. I'm more inclined to agree with Mohammed because you then get early feedback on what's wrong or what may need tweaks and what's being better received from the audience. So then you can tweak things as you go along. Now, well, maybe they don't if you talk to Gundam fans, that's, that's a bad thing. Well, if only because all Gundam TV series have the half season split now and, uh, some Gundam fans will tell you that that has killed recent Gundam shows in terms of their overall quality in their second halves. But if we're talking just week to week, then you have that room for improvement and you could fix it. And maybe it could have turned out better towards the end, you would hope. Well, you would have hoped, but then again, it was... Well, you got to keep in mind that everything was produced by that point too, right? 
I mean, all, all was it 10 episodes, 11 episodes of the live actions first season was done and they put it all up at once. So what would have happened if they did it oh, maybe a cut one once a week? I, maybe the, maybe, maybe that uh, would have been a prolonged discussion. Yeah, that's it. a good point. Like, I feel it, like what it, I either, said works better with anime because they eventually start getting the lead time gets shorter and shorter as they progress through a TV show for well, the most a part. His- and 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 there's a and there's a history in anime of well maybe just because the first episode has aired uh, has now aired doesn't mean that the last episode or the later episodes are finished production yet exactly they might actually still be in the middle of things i mean yeah, that was that that, that was normally would not be the case for live action tv shows well of that of for a lot of live action tv shows yes uh well uh, the type that netflix puts out but but maybe some network shows, sitcoms, stuff like that. You might uh, the whole season may not be uh, in the bag yet or completely taped yet. But but at the very least, with what Mohammed says, when you have things week to week, you build anticipation for the next episode, so you keep the conversation going for a prolonged yeah, period of could, time. That's what you that, want. And, and, and going back to what happened to Cowboy Bebop, that, that it had that buzz for one, a uh, great buzz for one week, and then it dropped so sharply the week after. Right? It wasn't no, I, even funny. I, I, I think it's more the sense of like when you release all of it all at once. Not everyone's going to watch all of it all at once. People are going to watch all of it all at once. Cherry pick a few things, release that, hate on it, and then call it a day. Right? I mean, if you do this week to week. You know, the Ed reveal wouldn't have been so uh, lackluster. Mm-hmm. And there, there probably wouldn't Well, we knew... See, we knew this was coming. We The Ed reveal back then, we sort of knew this was coming. Amy knew this was coming especially. That there would be a lot of venom at the time. And there was. But it, and, and it hit really hard when it was... When it, was, when it happened. Probably, and if they had... Probably, and if they had <laughs> and if they had released week to week, they could have maybe mitigated that a little bit. Yeah, and that's—I guess—that's the point. You want that—that's what I was getting to. I—I I, I agree with that. So, but it, as I said, it just feels like a little bit of a contradiction because our fandom, when it was, when it was scraping to watch anything, it would it would allow itself to binge fan subs, binge four episodes at a time at the very least. But now we want. But now that now that the uh, scratching and clawing to watch content is less and less, we want uh, the culture has the fan culture has shifted towards wanting to go weekly and have that anticipation, which I which I think is an interesting contradiction. At least from my standpoint, uh, having wa- having watched the last twenty five plus years uh, of fandom, but maybe that's just me, and and I know maybe it's worth talking with others who've seen it for about as long as I have too. So, although it, it's just sort of interesting, seasons of anime shows have kind of dwindled too. From like we we, we I got used to. 26 minimums now it's 26 
if you're lucky. But they're more likely to be, seasons are more likely to be half that much, 10 to 12 to 13. Netflix kind of uh, tapped into that with it. And, And remember, Netflix shows are do that as well. It's just really weird to kind of see it in those terms. In what I just said, though, a few days ago, and Kevin, you pointed this one out, our old friend Matt Alt, right? About a day after that, we this story had been known and it started to make arounds around the same time, same day, Matt Alt put out this tweet. Netflix's anime struggles make me realize anime succeeds by first appealing to core fans who don't care about convenience, then building on that to spark a mass sensation. But that isn't easy to do when it's just on tap, and there's no sense of urgency or fear of missing out. You retweeted that. I know that, Kevin. That's how I knew about the tweet. I I, I don't always go through... uh, Tweets, that's a thing. But this was a that was an interesting line. So and there's a certain truism to it. That's a, that's a strange part. You know, it it is what it is. I don't have any yeah. real opinion other than just I agree. Like, look at us from back in the day scouring the internet for fan subs of the shows we really wanted to watch. People who watch anime nowadays that are from the internet pl- streaming platforms, people who only watched Crunchyroll and other illegal streaming sites before most of the stuff became legal, didn't go through the efforts that we did. And we didn't go <laughs> through the efforts of, uh, like, some of what like you and James did back in the nineties. Like like I don't know if you and James tape traded for subs, but I it was that's the thing that I can't relate to. Yeah, that, it was the latter stages for me. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I mean I, yeah, I, I mean I, like, I think Mike you 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 had a good point on this earlier where it was uh the treasure hunt aspect of it, right? The 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 joy of the hunt for something new and exciting, right? Where you would find something and be like, wow, this is, this is huge. This is an entirely new thing. And I've discovered it, you know, like, I think the, I, I, I referred to the, to the binge part of it being like back then, like that was the, that was the uh, spoils of the treasure hunt. I think the binge is, I think the binge only applies when you, have to go to an effort to be able to enjoy certain content. Where's the joy in the binge now? Is there a real joy in the binge for the for the uh, for the end viewer? At least when it relates to anime. I, I mean, we might be talking another yet another culture clash between anime fandom and those who are fans of other types of moving picture television, right? I, like what I just said may not apply to fans of Stranger Things, may not apply to fans of basically the top 10 Netflix originals. But it, it could be very relevant to our fandom. 
because because it does it it is a bit count it, it, it it's the phantom is does in many respects run counter to the to the co- consumer culture in terms of other other movies and television and that's sort of you know i think what people are trying to figure out still what the netflixes are still trying to figure out what the Sonys are still trying to figure out, although they take on to probably a different role, saying, you know, let's rule it all, seemingly. <laughs> right? But it does leave the question, okay, so what happens next? People thought. People, I mean, people were, are still so worried about Sony ruling the anime world outside of Japan. And we wondered what would be the competition. Could it have been uh, Netflix? Well, that's faltering nicely. Could it be Disney? They got Bleach. Could be more to come. That's like going with. That's like uh, uh, trying to battle one evil with another type, I guess. So, so it, it just. It, but it does feel. But on its outside just makes a more of a clear path for Sony to rule the world. Nobody seems to like that. Or enough people don't seem to like that. We've had uh, discussions about that recently, about how, well, the whole uh, dubbing controversy over the last month or so. Netflix, uh, Netflix for its issues, uh, may have treated its voice acting community just a little better, at least enough to notice. And here it is faltering. And here we are, la- and here we are laughing at it. But if you care about competition, Sony's probably the one laughing a little more. At least inside. But boy, uh, I can't wait to really see. Like the thing is, this the thing is, this is not to say no. Uh, Netflix is giving up on it, and this is not to say that the whole that any of it is dying. Because you could have been, we could have been saying that a decade ago, when some bubble, some of the bubbles in our fandom burst, but they persevered, figured out a way. This is just another one of those crossroads. I will like. That's always going to be there for her fandom. Have to figure out other ways to consume what it wants to see. I mean, I, I, I personally can't wait till everything we consume is through the metaverse. You know? Oh, that. Yes. Well. Huh. <laughs> oh, what, 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 what? Okay. Okay. Stock market guy. How did, how did, how did Facebook turn out this week? I, I, mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's a bold bid, bro. I mean, you know, to build this new platform and to like, I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing where like, I hope they fail because I mean, God, if Facebook <laughs> controls the entire, <laughs> if Facebook's the sole company that controls all like VR and AR, anything in the future, like think like ready player one that the bad guys win, you know, it's like not good. <laughs> we can say that about, uh, Sony. Yeah. We could definitely say that about Sony. Well, I was about to say Twitter too. I mean that—that that was the other big news in that. Did you guys hear about week, that right? verification nonsense? T- t- 
Twitter's planning on charging twenty bucks a month so you can have a blue check mark. Ooh. Oh, well, <laughs> Elon. Well, I mean, there's make a lot up for all the money he paid for it that he got. The, the thing is, that he trapped himself. The thing is, for. the trap could be the word. the The thing is, with the end of the purchase drama, the real drama concerning Elon Musk and Twitter is really about to begin. But that's another. I, I'm sure we can talk about that later on. Uh, another day. It's an ongoing conversation after all. Okay. Well, you know, uh, you know, we'll, um, I- I'm still digesting this cause it's been a busy week and I really didn't have a chance to put too much, uh, give too much thought to the anime stuff and Netflix. I mean, I'll be honest. I have not had given myself time to even continue watching any Anim- any anime period, much less anime on Netflix. But I thought you were going to try and watch something by the time we were going to record again. Oh yeah, I know. It was just that type of week, Kevin. Just that type of week. I hear you. Hey, Kevin, are but you watching? Cool uh, are you watching anything? Unfortunately, no. Oh, I mean, just just Chainsaw Man and Bleach. It's really just Chainsaw Man. Those are the two things I wanted to watch, and I just can't do it i hate myself sometimes i i will say chainsaw man is pretty good i mean i haven't read the it's it's the kind of thing that like as i'm watching it i'm getting like you know when you watch a show and you're like this show is based on a manga and i can very easily just go ahead and read the manga and know exactly what happens next but then you don't you just want to experience it week to week as a surprise yes see I know it from another f- uh, another way. It's just sometimes I do read the spoiler, understanding what's to come, and this is and sometimes I do that on purpose. Sometimes I, I just stumble on it. Mm-hmm. But then when I see it play out, the emotions of, of of actually seeing it play out kind of still well up, right? Imagine reading about the the red wedding on Game of Thrones. You knew it was coming. But then when you see it played out on the television show, like you read about it, and then you see that. It's the same thing with, like the, I, uh, it's the, same thing with the new prequel show, The House of the Dragons. Like some wild stuff happens yeah. in that, and it's like, it's a prequel show, so you know that it all ends in the beginning of the new show, but that journey is very surprising. Yeah, yeah. So it, 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 it's that type of feeling. So... Yeah, no, I, I admit it's been busy, but I, I know I'll have a little bit more time late in a couple weeks. So at the very least, maybe I'll watch a couple more episodes. At the very least, I'll finish a chapter in uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2. I, I've yet to turn on the PlayStation stuff. Well, like I didn't watch anything, but I've been reading stuff. Okay. So what's, like, I'll go through my queue when I actually have something to talk about, what's on your queue? What has, or what have you ticked off on the queue? I finished reading Kobato. And Mm -hmm. that first volume was a little infuriating because it was basically just Kobato being her silly, goofy self and the little dog mascot caretaker was the, uh, Sukomi of their two 
person act. But volume two is when they get into the plot of the the story in that like they introduce reoccurring characters and then they introduce key like uh monuments and key like places where the characters interact and then a, another plot unfolds and spoiler alert the connection to clamp's earlier work wish gets uh inserted into the story and it does become a very engrossing read towards the end so i will say it's uh one of the better clamp manga that i've read actually i <laughs> uh, got pretty emotional at the last volume i did tear up a couple times i also finished reading helsing uh i hadn't read helsing in eight or nine years finally wrapped that up that's good then man it was such a crazy ride because i Apparently, I stopped reading it right before the the little short fear guy comes in. Hmm. And the craziness that happens there happens. And uh, finally saw Rip Van Winkle because I had seen images of her but never really knew what she was about. Sadly, she doesn't stick around for too long. What else did I read? I think. Oh, I started reading Trigun again, actually. That was also like, also hadn't read that in maybe seven years. Hmm. That's still a work in progress. And, you know, I'm still reading some Worlds and Harem as well. Of the, uh, of the Shota storyline, Shunka is best girl. And in the Reito storyline, uh, still waiting for best girl to show up. <laughs> We're using those terms. Okay. Uh, well, Mo? I uh, have not been reading anything. <laughs> <it. laughs> and watching anything. For, I, I give credit to you, Kevin. You you still kept yourself uh, well uh, well read. But uh, you watch anything other than Chainsaw Man and Bleach, Mo? I mean, My Hero. Uh, oh yeah, you're keeping up with the usual stuff. I give you a little credit. I mean, I mean, I, I will say I, I I was happy when they released all of Bleach on Disney Plus. I rewatched some of that. It's 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 funny that it took. Um, oh, so, it did, so the original did. So the original series did, in fact, come back on Disney Plus. Every episode, uh, dubbed and subbed. Uh, it's nice. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. We don't have to deal Being with fucking nice. Hulu and them not putting any of their stuff up I feel, for I us because they refuse to make it available to us. So I, thankfully, well, there's I mean, that workaround because Disney owns them now. Yeah. So give give. You know, I give a little bit of credit here. So the thing is, the thing is, I don't know how how popular Hulu is as a service in it's in the not, states. It's not unpopular, right? I mean, it's it's got its fan base, but you know, it's it's always nice when stuff's consolidated just a little bit. You know, that's kind of why I like Disney mm-hmm. as much as I do. 
Um, well, sort of like, isn't it sort of like, it, it doesn't it feel sort of like when Miyazaki films or Studio Ghibli films ended up on Netflix everywhere, but in the States when that ended up on just HBO max. Yep. It was nice. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's okay to be outside of the U S as a fan. Got to show my niece Kimmy's delivery service. Thanks. Oh, how, how did she like, how did she like it? She likes it. Is she you liked it. Yeah, she it's likes a, it. It's, it's a charming movie. I liked it too. Need to show her more of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, 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 what else do you want to show her now? What's the next thing you want to show her? Well, she watched Totoro as well, and she liked that. So, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe Cat Returns is the next like nice little like fun movie that is palatable for children. Do Ponyo. Ponyo is pretty good. Yep. Ponyo will be the last of those. Mm-hmm. Ponyo's fine. I, I haven't well, finished Ponyo, but I watched maybe more than ha- I've watched past the halfway point for Ponyo. Yeah, it's fun. It just I wouldn't be my first when choice to show to kids. Yeah, when she gets a little older, I, Pocoroso, I always enjoy. I really enjoyed. I still need to watch Pocoroso. I think that was a, a really charming movie, and and it. it like nothing wrong with watching it in Japanese, but I know Michael Keaton played Porco in in the Disney dub. Oh, and that's the one that's up to, uh, that's that's there. So it, it's it, and he adds his own flair to that, obviously. Like the gaps in my Ghibli movie viewing experience is Porco Rosso, and unfortunately, my neighbor is the Yamadas. I really do want to watch that one at some point. Worth watching. It's, I mean, I think I'm overusing the word charming when we're talking about Ghibli films. That was, it was, it, it certainly was different, but it, it's, it, it's likable for it on its, for, on other reasons. But uh, yeah, all of it's worth watching. All of it's worth watching. Uh, always maintain that. Still need to see Earthsea oh. too, but eh, not in a brush to read, to watch that one. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Can't win them all. <laughs> okay, so uh, as we get into the uh, latter stages of this uh, this episode, first of all, let's update the uh, let's update the Overwatch League playoffs. Toronto lost, and you can say that about any Toronto team tonight because I just lo- looked at my note, uh, my notifications and just found out that the Toronto Maple Leafs lost in overtime to the Anaheim Ducks as well. But the, uh, so they're the defiant and they got swept uh, three maps to nil against Houston. So they'll go into the lower bracket as well. And I think they're going to face the highest seed remaining in the lower bracket. And I think, I think that's Shanghai. So they'll face uh, Shanghai in an elimination game on uh, on Tuesday, I believe. Anyway, so so before we uh, continue this evening, okay, did you guys listen to the Space Eater chat last week? Uh, I did. I did. I, uh, you have a thought, or do you want to or follow ups to anything we talked about? I mean, we talked about Helena Taylor again in that space heater. And since then there's been one or two things to add there. Maybe of not, not of significance, but maybe of confirmation, uh, near confirmations of, of things that were brought up in that. I mean, the, the game was released, right? Yes. 
I don't. I, I guess we'll ask James for his thoughts if uh, if he actually turned it on. He hinted that he probably won't quickly get to it. He has other things to do to do and play. Oh, so he, he wasn't part of the boycott? He didn't donate his money to... Uh, he was never going to be part of the boycott. No, no. Uh, yes, you had to mention the charities. Because that, that's one of the latest things latest things uh, from the Helena Taylor story. You're not going to... Uh, boycott the game, uh, send your money to these charities, and then these charities turned out to be interesting charities. To say the least, interesting chair. Say the least. Well, uh, remind me to put up that article. I don't know. I just I feel like she thought she had more support. Maybe. I mean, at one point she might have. I wouldn't doubt she does. It's just it's taken on another life. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It it seems like the story they'll. It seems like it's a story they'll never end. But. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll well. It's a story that keeps on giving. If you're looking for stuff to talk about, so what? The fifteen, the the um, four thousand. What's only per session? The the numbers that um, that platinum gave might have been more accurate. Well, I mean, truth is somewhere in the middle, I guess. But boy, this is uh, this has turned into quite the fia- uh, uh, the PR fiasco, and there's just nobody looks great in any of this, but some do look worse than others. Is that's just the take I'm getting? The little more, what little more I read on this, so okay, but. That's uh, there. Okay, anything else come out of the um, space heater from you guys that uh, you want to ask about or caught your attention? I didn't realize she voiced Yomiko in Read or Die the TV. Yeah, there's a when James brought that up, I thought there was a certain irony about that, mm-hmm. right? Because of the way she seemingly didn't show much support for the person who took over Bayonetta for um, for Dale. Yeah, well, it's it's an anime, right? No one was getting paid that much back then. And Short then of like yeah, a few people. Oh, that well. Okay, so you think so? That's you think that's part of the story, anyway. So really, who cared, right? Yeah, but I was like, oh, come on, Yomiko, why, why didn't you get your shit together before you made that video? Oh, well, yeah. So if if anything else, it just makes her look silly. But really, there's a lot of aspects in this that make her look silly, right? Like it's just another th- it's just another reason to make to think she did. It doesn't help at the very least, yes. And a part of me is still inclined to believe that there's more going on, but you know, with that report that came out. Like it really doesn't help and you can't it's hard it's hard to dispute the credibility of it. No, I mean and and, and James and himself probably would agree with that because he, he went like he talked a lot about how credible the journalist was. Exactly. And the guy has a resume. Guy has a has you know, a lot of credit, so to speak, right? 
it was just that I I had a bit of a sinking feeling when I read that because I just thought, oh boy, this is gonna blow back in Miss Taylor's face. Unfortunately, I was like, oh, and, and how? And <laughs> but you know what? Like she wanted to get paid for what she thought she was worth. Can never really argue with that. But but when when you know what the general rate is for voice acting, it's like mm, you just it just doesn't. Like the outsider looking in who doesn't know that getting paid that much for a session really isn't that much in the long run because voice actors have to spend a lot of time networking for jobs. It's a it's a gig economy. Exactly. Right? It's just gonna it's just going to cause people to get riled up. And how? It's just unfortunate all around, really. As I said, nobody really ended up looking good, did they? Nope. How much does uh, does the franchise make? I mean, we can't. Some, some, we, someone made the argument four hundred four hundred fifty million. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, but that's like you have to take into consideration like thousands of people put in work into that, right? Yep. Mm. What a mess. Okay. So, so before we end uh, this evening, at least this uh, this episode, okay, it is Halloween. What what I, uh, do we want to talk about the fun stuff concerning Halloween or some of the news stories this Halloween weekend? I mean, there, let's face it there's there's been some stuff that happened tragically uh, this Halloween weekend. I, I think there's there's one good thing and then one like terrible thing. I could talk about the good thing, you know that that Simpsons. Uh, Death Note parody was pretty good. Just just came out a couple hours ago, and uh, yeah, you, you saw it. I didn't get a chance to see it. Did, 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 did not mind it. It's it's always weird for me with The Simpsons. It's like it exists, and I feel like it'll always exist. Like it's never gonna be canceled. Like South Park, and then like so I don't watch it like regularly, but like every so often a thing will come up, and it'll be like, "Hey, new episode with so and so or so and so," and I'm like, "That's cool." The animation was nice. Story was simple. Like they condensed all of uh, <laughs> they condensed all of Death Note into like tw- like like ten minutes. It's pretty nice. This I, I mean, the thing about the Simpsons, and this comes back to Disney Plus. We know that the back uh, catalog for, uh, of the Simpsons is on Disney Plus. When will this sh- episode show up? The uh, fingers crossed. Maybe next year. It's weird. They, their release schedule is, is is weird. They usually wait for a whole season to air before putting it up. up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for you to binge, of course. Exactly. Look, look. Um, is there a, is there a, a, an immediate streaming option that would be available for this? I mean, in the U.S. or Canada? I'm pretty sure there's for the, for the haunted house. Uh, what is it called? The Treehouse of Horrors episode. Yeah, this is this is the, this is the tradition for the Simpsons. Right. Course. I think in Canada, maybe I think it's Global has it. I think they they have the right the rights, but but does it include uh, like? Probably, immediate stream. I mean, it's next day, I guess. <laughs> That's the fr- phrase I was looking for. Yeah. So I, because I, I just want, I, I there's a certain curiosity, and I, and I, I think I hold the same attitude I uh, you do with the Simpsons. It, I know it's there. It doesn't generally interest me, but once in a while it'll do something 
that generates my interest for that moment. And maybe that's okay for the, the Simpsons itself would think it's okay. I, I, I will say as I was watching it, they did the one thing that like, if you're going to do a parody of death note, there's like one thing you have to do. I mean, I'll let I'll let, I mean, I'll let you guys guess the one thing that you have to do if you're doing a death note parody, but they do do it in the episode, like pretty early on. And I'm like, cool. yes, they understood. Right. <laughs> did they, so the potato chip scene, right? Absolutely, you got it. Yes, right? but but not but not so much the potato chip scene in the sense of like the TV and the potato chips, but like the him writing the names in the books, but like dramatically. Wow, <laughs> I was never see the thing was I was never a Death Note fan, right? This is like me, like a lot of those benchmark titles in the aughts, Leech, Naruto. Uh, Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist, mad respect for. It's just I didn't watch it myself. Oh, you didn't watch FMA? No, I didn't. Not, I didn't. Not even Brotherhood. That's probably for the better. I mean, okay, hold on. What do you mean? Wait, what do you mean by that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I get I, I, the the sense I get is mixed on Brotherhood. Okay, so. Also going back to Space Heater Chat. Yes, okay. uh, James' timing was a bit off in regards to the the content that they rushed. Basically, the whole um, beginning plus the the unfortunate Chimera incident, as I like to put it. All right. The saddest moment in all of anime? Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, it, it's it's up there. I don't know if it's quite as sad as like Grave of the Fireflies or Barefoot Gen, but those don't count. There, those, there is, those are more like historical animes. They're not they're not. Under, underground uh, anime underground did put up a list of uh the 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 15 saddest moments in anime aside from we talked about their um about starter anime last episode, but I'm pretty confident it was around the it was the first twelve or thirteen episodes is where they rushed the first twenty six to twenty five episodes of the original Full Metal Alchemist. Granted, a a couple of odd episodes here and there in the first series were based off of the novels, if I'm not mistaken. But yes, I think that 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 part was rushed for sure. And then they went on to the new content when they introduced the Chinese influenced kingdom. Hmm. Oh, Okay, I mean, as I said, I, 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 I'm, it's not a, a series I'm told uh, I have that much familiarity with, so I won't be able to. Well, it's fine. It. You know, I only watched five episodes of Neon Genesis Evangelion anyway. Oh, we're even. Yes, <laughs> in many respects. Yes, <laughs> can't like, uh, I, hey, hey, it's a free country, right? You need to be sat down okay. for it. That's all. That's what needs yeah. to happen now for me to watch Evangelion. Maybe that's me for with just about anything these days. Okay, so Halloween as well. It is Halloween tomorrow here. And obviously what had been making the news this weekend was what happened in Korea. Bro, that was that was something, man. 150, I think 153 confirmed now. That's Ooh. a lot, yo. Yeah, that's like, 
I have some Korean friends here, and they told me a little bit about that area, the Itawan area, and specifically where the tragedy happened. They hinted to me that, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was an area that was more frequented, like that was bustling in its own way in the immediate post-Korean War area, era because it, because um a lot of the uh, a lot of the american military installations were close by so it, so it became a neighborhood based on that and then after after that uh, finished up in recent times it became more of a big nightlife area but it, one constant was that it always had its appeal to foreigners and we're hearing that 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 there is a good number of foreigners who uh, passed away in that in what in the in that crush. But they told me one other interesting thing, and this bears out in the pictures when you see them. The a lot of the walkways, a lot of the ways around that area, are notoriously narrow, and parts of it are quite steep. And that seems to be the crux of a lot of what happened. So yeah, they, they, they describe it as like dominoes falling down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 sort of makes me reflect as to the popularity of Halloween in countries outside of you know the obvious places like here. But uh, but it's been well publicized the popularity of Halloween in Asian countries. I mean, Tokyo, Japan. We end up hearing a lot about it, maybe for worse. Didn't really know about it. It's called uh, it the culture of Halloween in in Korea. That's all I heard about this. Never really thought about it. And I'd like to have a better debate about it, but boy. It, this the hearing this news was really hard to hard to hear about and considering that a lot of the victims were were young people yeah. in their 20s and teens it's it's so hard to hear about it, it really is Anyway, just a little bit. Uh, we thought we'd acknowledge it here before we uh, before we go tonight. And uh, so, th- I know we'll talk about um, the that, or at least Halloween in general, a little bit more. One other art thing that also caught our attention, but uh, we really um, don't have time to really get into tonight. Ten Cent. So a couple days ago, Ten Cent. Uh, talked about the future of anime and games. And in many respects, I guess the two are, no, maybe this isn't a surprise. They feel the two are almost, are pretty much inseparable, but I guess that's a, we can go into further details. It's just um, this, we were all looking through some of the stuff on the discord that we've all posted up that stuff we want to talk about. And really it's been a busy week. So literally stumbled on this article in the last hour or so. And it just, just a quick skim. It was interesting. And I know when the rest of the table joins us, when James and, and Amy are hopefully able to join us again soon, 
We can talk about this more at length. But, uh, well, it's a reminder of how global Japanese anime has uh, become and the dilemmas that are still involved. I mean, we've kind of gone through a lot of that tonight. Anyway. Well, back to Halloween, just on a happier note. Any plans for you guys tomorrow for Halloween? Not really. No? No trick-or-treats? No trick-or-treat with your niece? My brother-in-law might be the one doing that. Well, I mean, maybe that's his responsibility, now that I think about it. Though, (laughs) if something happens and they call him in, then it probably will be me. What a good uncle you are. Mo! Uh, You know, it's it's, it's on Monday. I mean, you know, probably nothing. (laughs) Well, For reference, it's to rain in in Toronto during tri- during the trick or treat hours. The, the, the weather knows that I'm like didn't want to do anything for Halloween. <laughs> I, I swear, in the last ten years, seven or eight of those Halloweens have been rainy. That's the impression it, I get. It, it, it definitely has rained on Halloween more often than not in recent in history. Recent okay. Well, we can talk about that and. We don't give out candy because our house is at the very end of the street beside a big road. Yes, I've been there, yeah. Whenever we try to give out candy, very very few people showed up. So you got to keep the candy. Yes. For better or for worse. Yeah, once again. Remember the word, the phrase I used, or how I uh, explained the candy we often bought to give away? Make sure it's the type that you like, just in case there's leftovers. Of course. Yeah. For my part, uh, my parents, and the tradition for, uh, I, as I meant, I've mentioned before, is that I buy candy and bring that to my parents' place, and we, we do the trick-or-treating there. I'm not necessarily there to do the candy most of the, a lot of the time. So sometimes it's my cousins who do it. Sometimes it's my sisters who do it. This year, I'll be back doing it this tomorrow night because I'll have time to do it. Because heavens knows, after um, last year, I had my little house of horrors to deal with. So uh, this year, even despite the rain, I think it'll be a much, much more pleasant Halloween experience. Now, although my, my, uh, my mother, for her part, just seems worried. You didn't buy enough candy, Mike. Oh, does, does, does their house get busy with it? I don't know what it's been like in recent years. That's the thing. I have no clue what to really expect. She thinks there'll be a fair number. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to finding out. It, the thing is, there's no peanut butter cups for her to raid this time around. So, huh. I mean, at least, you know, I, I, the potential of leftovers could be there. But it's not bad. Uh, but once again, it's stuff that I have no problems with, or at least no problems given away later on. But hopefully, um, hopefully there'll be just a little left, not too much. And hopefully we'll be able to see, hopefully the kids will be able to enjoy it. Uh, Halloween, uh, Halloween 
is all is surprisingly up there among favorite times of year, I think, for people. Probably because of the candies. I mean, it's free candy, right? Just have to dress up for it sometimes. Although, although if you're the older you are, that, that's open to some debate. Anyway. I, I guess the upshot is I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it just for the... Uh, once again, just uh, the sense that will um, another chance and sense of normalcy again after all that's happened the last couple of years. You know what would make it better? Fireworks. <laughs> we had that last week, right? Yeah. Yes, we did. <laughs> Diwali was also last week. You know, the, is there a bad time for fireworks, though? Ab- now I think ab- about it? Absolutely not. You know, what, you know, in my opinion, the, the best time for fireworks is like outside a hospital during operation times. You know, that'd be the best time to tell. Oh, for God's oh, sakes. Oh, <laughs> or you know what? Two in the morning, that works, too. You know, outside residential, residential houses. <laughs> you know, it'd also be a great time when the Leafs win the cup. Oh, never mind. That won't ever happen. Oh, well, they have to win a game first. I say this as a Leaf fan, by the way. They have to win a game first, and uh, nope, not tonight. Oh, are they no, losing? No, no, oh. no, they uh, lost. They lost in overtime to the Ducks. But, but, Just, but oh, Mike, you're forgetting. Overtime lost? It, it, yep. It's yep. it's a rebuilding season, you know? It's, it's not it's not the winning season yet. <laughs> It'll be a fire sale coming up later this season. Anyway, that's all we got for tonight. I think that's all we got tonight. Anything else to add? That's all we have for tonight. Uh, it feels it feels like a short episode, but uh, once again, if you have uh, s- something to add to the conversation, contact us anime roundtable at gmail dot com at anime roundtable anime roundtable dot com twitch tv slash anime roundtable one day one day someday and YouTube. Who knows? We'll, we'll probably we may still put something up there. But remember, uh, first and foremost, at its heart, we are a podcast. So wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, please leave us a review if you can. Especially if it's a good one, because that'll help the algorithm for us. Right, Kevin? Definitely. That five-star review would be really good. Yeah, thumbs up. Really nice. Thumbs way up. And uh, with this episode, we, well, wait, wait, this is our third episode of, uh, of October. Okay, we've long met quota, but, but uh, having failed to do things bi-weekly, even though we did, this is now, uh, we've done two episodes in consecutive weeks. We still try to aim to do something bi-weekly, but at the very least, we'll try and do a couple things, a couple of uh, tapings and recordings for things for you to enjoy a month. So in any event, please give us a like or subscribe to any of the platforms we're on so you'll know when we put something up. Also, if you have a Spotify account, just a quick reminder, please check out our Anime Roundtable music list for a list of songs based on things we've mentioned in this show. And while you're at it, give us a subscribe to our podcast there. The theme song is entitled Fubuki Snowstorm by Pico Misaki. 
which is the title track of her current album. You can check out more of her music at PicoInfinity.com or on Facebook at PicoZenMusic. So until next time, thanks for listening. Good night from Toronto. And join us again for another edition of the Anime Roundtable.